This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Well, hello, good afternoon, and welcome. I'm Sterling Fox. In just a few moments, John Carlson and David Mater, the pros from 1% Realty, will join us with a fresh Vancouver market real estate update. And in these changing times, there's a lot to pay attention to. But first, here are some of the top consumer stories we're working on this week. News from Apple this week. The much-hyped iPhone X is in real trouble, so much so that Apple has decided to cut production of its newest phone in half. So what's the problem? Well, let's start with price. Maybe a thousand bucks U.S. or almost twelve fifty Canadian is a bit too rich for many smartphone users. Samsung's Galaxy 8 starts at seven fifty U.S. No word yet on what the tab will be for the new Samsung Galaxy 9 phone due next month, but it's a sure bet it too will be cheaper than the latest from Apple. Strangely, there are complaints about the amount of learning users have to go through with their new iPhones to the point where many Apple fans are just saying no to the 10 and are opting for the iPhone 8 or 8 Plus, which are technically almost as good as the new phone, but cost quite a bit less. Well, despite this apparent setback on Thursday, Apple reported its biggest quarterly profit of all time, $20.1 billion in the last three months of last year alone. It also gave Apple execs a chance to chat up the new iPhone X and maybe salvage even more profit. Word from Toyota this week of a recall of some Lexus models, as well as some Prius cars, as well over an electrical problem that could stop airbags from inflating in a crash. Now, this recall affects about 4,500 Toyotas in Canada, specifically the 2016 Prius and Lexus RX models, along with the 21 and 2015 and 2016 Lexus NS vehicles. Again, 2015 and 16 Lexus NX vehicles. Toyota says an open electrical circuit could occur over time. That would set off an airbag warning light and could stop the front and side airbags from deploying. All affected vehicles were made between May of 2015 and March of 2016, and dealers will inspect serial numbers on sensors and replace them, if necessary, at no cost to owners. Notification letters will be coming in early March. Well, last year, we reported on WestJet's new discount carrier, Swoop, which is expected to begin operations this April, but is now going to begin in July. This ultra-low-cost air carrier will fly passengers from, as an example, Abbotsford instead of YVR, and land them in Hamilton instead of Toronto. But if you're prepared for a little inconvenience, they will get you there for as little as 100 bucks or less one way. As we told you months ago, expect to pay extra for everything but that one personal item you're allowed to bring on board. If you opt for checked baggage, Wi-Fi, snacks or drinks, or even a little extra legroom, that will cost you extra, and perhaps even a bit more than you'd pay on a regular WestJet flight. But there's that ridiculously low flight cost in the first place. The plan is to have Swoop fly to mostly different destinations than WestJet, but there will be some duplication on major routes. Swoop will operate its own airline or as its own airline with its own reservation system and check-in counters at the airport. 
Oh, and if you're really keen to own one of those $500 flamethrowers that Elon Musk has been flogging all over the Internet lately, you're already too late. 20,000 of them have been sold by Musk's Boring Company, which is supposed to be in the tunnel drilling business, but which has blown out its entire inventory of flamethrowers in a matter of weeks. This is not a universally popular idea either, as many politicians and, of course, public safety people have pointed out mostly because, well, it's a flamethrower and not a toy. Elon Musk disagrees, saying, hey, the flame only goes 10 feet. Maximum fun at the least danger. Steak knives are scarier. As a courtesy, listen to this, all 20,000 flamethrowers will be shipped with a complimentary fire extinguisher. So far, so good. But look for flamethrower laws to be coming soon. Musk tweeted the other day, a flamethrower is a super terrible idea. Don't buy one unless you like fun. For parents and big little kids listening, they're already sold out, and I can hear the sigh of relief up here. As one California politician asked, since when do we allow combat equipment to become play toys? Ask Elon Musk. And finally, thank goodness it's February. Not that the weather is any different, but maybe it will be. Can't be much worse than January, which had the fourth worst rainfall record since 1937, and more rain than we'd care to remember, with almost 100 more millimeters than usual. The only consolation is that it was rain and not the crazy amount of snow we had last January. For most Vancouverites, it really is the lesser of two evils, and the bonus is, of course, there's no shoveling required with the rain. Still, for newcomers, especially, it can become rather dreary. There are already uh, some buds on the trees, some little shoots coming up in the flower beds, too. Take real consolation from that. Those are some of the top stories we're working on this week. We'll look at a few more later in the show, and we'll have a steel report for you as well. Stay with us. Coming up next, John Carlson and David Mater with a fresh real estate market update and lots more on the 1% Realty Story. This is Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. And welcome back to Vancouver Consumer. This Saturday afternoon, I'm Sterling Fox, joined in studio by John Carlson and David Mater. The pros from 1% Realty are back on Vancouver Consumer. Guys, good afternoon. Hey, Sterling. How are you doing? Doing well. Uh, Vancouver Sun today features uh, the latest market update. But for those of us who haven't read the article, how about, David, you you take the lead when we have our Vancouver market real estate updates. And we have some new numbers to look at today, uh, courtesy of the Real Estate Board. What are we looking at? Sure, we do. Uh, numbers just came out. Uh, and, uh, you know, they kind of confirm, I think, what John and I uh, were feeling this month. Um, you know, 2017 ended off with um, a lot of activity, probably above what we would expect during that season. And uh, we've, we credited that to there still being a lot of demand in the market. Um, well, we've seen that trend continue so far in January. Um, you know, just to t- touch on some of the highlights and those stats, um, sales for January of this year, so this past month, um, up almost 20%, about 19% from January of last year. Um, and, you know, one of the things that we have to consider when we talk about that is we have to remember that, I guess, this time last year, the entire lower mainland was covered in snow. That's right. right? That's so that, that may, right. may play a bit of a role in that. However, that all said, still we're up substantially uh, from last year with the volume of sales. Uh, the number of uh, new listings on the market has decreased 8% compared to January of 2017. And so um, we've seen sales up and numbers of listings down. Okay. And so, you know, that 
kind of has a uh, uh, the, the connotation that we may see more pressure on prices, right? Um, and certainly, um, if we look at prices this year compared to last year, um, overall houses are up about eight percent. Um, condos up 27%, mm-hmm. and, and which is the big story, of course, sure, right? yeah. and, and townhomes about 17%. So, you know, uh, we've, we, we talked about this last time we were on the show and all last year, what was driving the market were condos and townhomes. Well, it seems like that may continue to be the trend this year. Interesting. And John, uh, the thought was in December, the action that the Dave described 2017 ending on a flurry of activity. And the thought was, well, there's a lot of people trying to get and get things done before they move the goalposts and and all the rest of it. But if we're carrying on with the same, essentially the same level of activity in through and now we're done with January. So maybe all of those changes to the game plan didn't affect the marketplace as much as some had anticipated it might. Well, I know I was pleasantly surprised because that was my thought. If we're going to have a bit of a party and a run-up at the end of the year, then we might have a little bit of a trough after. But so far, that has not been the case. Uh, You know, again, as Dave mentioned, the affordable segments are very hot and inventory is low. So uh, right now, it's looking like it's going to shape up to be a a very busy year for Dave and I. And this is the trend that you two have identified on this program for many, many months now in terms of the popularity, not only because of the affordability factor, but because of the availability factor, David, of of the strata properties, townhomes, and especially condos, which are just on fire in this marketplace right now. Yeah, that's right. There's just no no selection out there for... uh, people wanting to get into strata. Okay, John, a quote from the president of the Vancouver Real Estate Board who says that while demand remains elevated and listings scarce for homes and condos, buyers looking for detached homes face less competition and have much more selection. Does that mean we're in what they call a buyer's market yet? Or I, I don't know the terminology well. Can you help me with that? I'd say if you're talking about the detached housing market. Yeah, single detached uh, homes. That we're in a pretty balanced market. Okay. I think statistically, if you looked in certain areas where there are higher end homes in terms of pricing and affordability getting out of reach of the average buyer, that there's been a decrease in pricing over the end of last year. Uh, in the more affordable segments, I'd say it's still much more balanced, but you're right. Buyers have a little bit more time to maybe look around and select a home and maybe even write a subject to sale offer. Although I will say last night in Maple Ridge and Albion, I had clients write an offer on a property in about the 850 range. And as it turned out, there were four offers and we didn't get it. So, you know, I'm not saying it's a buyer's market in the detached segment yet, Interesting, but it has leveled off more than say the, uh, the attached. So, uh, again, David, the possibility, according to at least the president of the real estate board, uh, in terms of looking, if you're looking for a single detached home, there are more to look at, is what she's saying, bottom line, these days. There are. uh, Remember those stats coming out of the the board package are kind of uh, blanket stats for the whole lower mainland, right? Right, right, right. And and like John was saying, you know, you go out to Maple Ridge and all of a sudden there's multiple offers on a property in the 850 range, right? Well, and that's... That's uh, really an important point to, to grasp, and that is while overall, if you add up all the two, three, four million dollar properties, lump them into the same basket with eight hundred thousand dollar houses, it might be more of a balanced market. You know, the sa- for the same reason that condos and townhomes are really, really bustling, right? And uh, aren't they? Now? And aren't they? Yeah, the detached, the, the the more affordable detached properties, we're still seeing lots of activity, multiple offers, busy open houses, that kind of thing, right? So it's not as easy as painting it all with one brushstroke. But that all said, 
uh, definitely, you know, we have seen a slowdown in that segment. So, John, what would you say to a, a family sitting on a single detached home and they, 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 they think maybe they've missed their chance at maximum price because the, the goalposts have been moved? It's a slightly new ball game now, but we still want to downsize its time and maybe we, maybe we have missed Peak House. Or have they? Uh, most of the time, no. I don't think uh, people have missed the peak pricing for houses. Could it still go up? Uh, of course it could. Sure. We've had the financial rule change. We'll see how that balances out. We have the provincial government coming out with their budget in February. We'll see what happens then. Right. But all indications right now are that the market's going to remain pretty stable. And I think uh, for a young family, the you know the example you gave me, personal timing. Do you need a new place? If mm-hmm. you do, give Dave and I a call because we can help you find a new place and also sell your home and save you a lot of money in the process. So I wouldn't worry about missing the boat. The market right. is healthy and if you want to know what your house is worth, give us a call or go to our website and we'd be happy to come out and talk to you. The website address, friends, is savewithjohnanddave.com. And on the website, there's all sorts of terrific information about how 1% Realty operates. And we'll get the guys to elaborate with some of those details in a moment. And there's also a breakdown on how much money you can save yourself and keep in your pocket with uh, by simply dealing with uh, 1% Realty. Uh, the phone number is 604 The website is savewithjohnanddave.com. And there's even a button on the website where you can click to arrange for an appraisal. And uh, we can set up an interview, and uh, the fellows will come out and have a look. And, And David, we've talked about this before, but now it's 2018. And if you got an estimate because you were going to sell your house, say, last fall, and maybe September, October, now we're four or five months down the road from that. Are you, is, it, is, is it okay to go with the evaluation you got in the fall uh, to, to, to move forward in a new year, in a new marketplace? Or if you're going to sell now and you're firm on that, should you get a new evaluation and update your reality? Sure. Well, I, I think if someone's working with a realtor who's experienced and understands their obligations, that realtor will... Uh, give them a fresh evaluation. Okay. Right? Um, you know, the, the reality is that the marketplace now is, is shifting so quickly, right? There's so many developments on a, on a almost daily basis, it seems. And so, yeah, it's really important to make sure that uh, when you're actually ready to list, you look at fresh market numbers. Um, and that means not just looking at comparables, but also looking at like overall stats. For instance, you know, I was out yesterday um, doing an evaluation on an acreage out in Mission, in okay. the Mission area. And uh, we looked at comparables to kind of gauge where they might be at. But we also looked at the overall acreage market in Mission. You know, how many are currently available? How many have sold in the last few months? What's the, what's the pace of sales on a monthly basis? And from that, we were able to tell how many, uh, how much stock is currently on on the market is if it's three months stock on the market that's bustling right there's, there's, there's not a lot of selection if it's 10 months stock on the market we might have a little bit more time uh, on the market okay you know, enough for us to get it sold so the point being is you look at comparables but you also look at market trends, right? And it's important to look at both and make sure it's fresh when you're ready to list. Okay, now some of the terminology that David's been throwing around the room here, John, are, well, it's kind of alien to a lot of us mere mortals. That's why you pros in the real estate business are so critical when we make these, probably these purchases that represent the biggest single investment any of us will ever make in our lifetime. So it's not something you, you do casually, and it's, if there is terminology and jargon and, and 
there are, the details are quite intricate, quite involved, and not a kind of a DIY, do-it-yourself oriented. Now, are they? Well, not usually. No, um, you, you know, it's it's uh, we ha- you have to be up to date. It's not something you take casually, and it's not something you do part time. Right. Uh, you know, if you want to be good at what you do, anytime you provide any service to the public, it better be a good service, or you're not going to get any results. And so, I know Dave and I, we are at one percent realty, and sometimes people will say, "Oh, one percent realtors won't do this, or you can't get this, or you don't get that." But Dave and I, our focus is very simple. We're client-oriented realtors. We represent the interests of our clients. We tell the truth as we understand it at all times. And we try to put our experience to work to give our sellers an advantage in the market, not just a financial advantage. And yes, you know, you can save money working with Dave and I compared to a lot of our competition. But also, we want to give them strategy. We want to give them great marketing and good exposure. And that's one of the reasons we're out here today and, you know, every other Saturday. All right. Now, let's hear from uh, one of Dave's clients. Uh, here's Susan uh, talking about 1% Realty. He was just open and friendly and happy to deal with us. He was listening to us. He was taking care to suggest the things that we might want to do. Whereas the other realtors just were telling us that, oh, they, they charge that amount of money because they do this, they do this, they do this and that. But we didn't want this. As her agent. Sure. Uh, we just had subjects come off uh, their sale about a week ago or so, a week and a half ago, something like that. So, uh, yeah, it was a good sale in Maple Ridge. Um, uh, you know, didn't take that long to sell. Uh, they got very close to what they wanted. Um, you know, the nice thing is that, uh, uh, like she said, you know, she told us what they wanted. Uh, we made sure we gave that to them. And uh, she ended up saving, I think, compared, there's no set commission rates, but what compared to what she was quoted before, something like um, nine grand, something right. like that. Yeah. Now, John, you've made, made the point constantly on this program how you admire the, uh, a, the information level of the typical buyer these days. We're pretty right. informed consumers in 2018 now, and this buyer knew exactly what she wanted. So when she selected her realtor, 1% was exactly what she wanted. And I'm glad she was happy, you know, with Dave and I. But uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. She, she did her homework. She did you her homework. Tell. You can yeah. tell. And that's not unusual nowadays. Interview a few agents. Why not? Absolutely. Get a few opinions on value and find out how different agents work. It sounds like Susan was pretty happy talking to Dave. And that's generally our experience. So again, like I say, saving money is important. But if Dave and I did not do a good job, but we charge less I wouldn't work with someone like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is not only about saving money. It's about combining two really experienced agents who are among the top 1% in the industry and have done over 1,000 sales. We put that experience to work for you. So I'm very happy to hear that Susan uh, was impressed with the results and that she saved money. And this is a pattern we want to repeat over and over and over. And we're available. So give us a call. Go to our website. Savewithjohnanddave.com uh, is the website. You can get all the contact information on the website. Uh, but if you want to jot down the phone number, it's 604-265-8280. John just mentioned uh, top 1%. Both of these gentlemen in 2017 uh, were made members of the President's Club for Top Real Estate Sales in Metro Vancouver last year. And congratulations again to both of you. We'll take a break for the news. And when we come back, lots more on the 1% Realty Story here on Vancouver Consumer. On CKNW. 
And welcome back to Vancouver Consumer here on 980 CKNW. I'm Sterling Fox, joined in studio by John Carlson and David Mater. The pros from 1% Realty are back. The website, savewithjohnanddave.com. You can reach them at 604-265-8280. Gentlemen, in our first uh, portion of the program, we were talk- We heard from one of your, your clients, Dave, uh, talking about, and again, John, back to John's uh, frequent point about how informed today's consumer is. This woman had done her homework she had clearly uh, taken a look at the real estate situation around vancouver and decided no i think i'd rather i'd rather go with one percent and keep as much of my money as i possibly can that's usually the bottom line isn't it yeah well that's why people usually give us a call um so just to fill folks in into as to how everything works um what we do at one percent realty we're fully licensed full service agents we do all the the same things that the other guys do um the difference really is just in how much we charge so there's no set commission rates out there you can't set rates uh in canada but what's really common is seven percent on the first hundred thousand and 2.5 percent on the balance yeah we're pretty familiar with those numbers yeah Yeah. if you live in the lower mainland you're probably going to pay something like that yeah um what we do instead is we charge a flat fee of $7,950 up to $700,000 and then 1% plus $950 for anything that sells over $700,000. Okay. And for most folks, that represents a savings of five, 10, 15, 20, 25 grand um, in the lower mainland market for mm-hmm. sure. And, and often even more depending on how much your property is worth. But to put that into perspective, you know, you have a $600,000 condo in Coquitlam. Um, with the other guys, you might pay nineteen thousand five hundred dollars at seven and two and a half um, hours, seventy nine fifty. Um, so that's a savings of around eleven, twelve grand. Sure, which is substantial, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, a million bucks. Um, well, you might pay about twenty nine and a half, about thirty thousand dollars with one of the other brokerages. Um, with us, you'll pay around eleven thousand dollars or so. So that you're saving around nineteen thousand. So that's substantial. Um, obviously, and um, the services that we provide for that, because everybody says, well, you know, we love the idea of saving commission, but we've heard this or that. Well, you guys- and and, the, and it, it, your, your gut instinct tells you, look, if I'm paying less, I'm probably getting less. This is it. Right, we we hear this all the time. You know what? What aren't you guys doing? Right, but the services uh, are comprehensive. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, I mean, full MLS and Realtor.ca and professional photography and open houses and lock boxes and all showings and feedback and helping you negotiate your offers and off. That means often multiple offers mm-hmm. and getting subject removed and coordinating with your lawyers and notaries, handing the keys to the buyers on possession. Everything's included. And I think an interesting point going back to Susan's, uh, you know, kind words for Dave and I. She heard the naysayers, and yes. they're out there. Let's, exactly. let's, let's, oh, let's, sure, she did. You know, there there are people who might suggest that we might not do a very good job uh, because we charge less. But Susan listened uh, to Dave, and Dave did a great job for her. And in the end, she saved money, and here she is on the radio telling everybody else uh, why they might give us a call. Well, and, and this is it, right? Like um, for most folks, when they actually pick up the phone and call us out, you know, rather than just lis- listening to those naysayers, if they have us out, uh, we do an evaluation for them. We sit down. We actually can explain, you know, person to person what we do and why what the naysayers say, what they might have heard simply isn't true. Sure. Um, the vast majority we find of folks who have us out, uh, they go ahead and list with us. We're successfully uh, able to sell the property and they recommend us to their friends and family. Well, let's hear from another one of your clients. This one is a person that has dealt with John recently. Uh, here's Samantha. He's very detailed oriented. He, uh, he doesn't just... Um 
tell us what he's doing. He actually explains the entire process to us so we actually understand. And um, even still, if you don't understand it, he'll sit down and he'll actually take the time to explain everything in detail, which for me, because I don't really know much about the realty market, he, he, um, he spent a lot of time with us, especially me, explaining everything. So that was nice. And I, I've never had that with um, previous realtors. Thank you, Samantha. And by the way, John, I'm with Samantha. I don't know a lot about the real estate game either. So I would rely on a smart, knowledgeable person to guide me through the maze, too. Uh, and so another complimentary call, I must say. Yeah, it's great to hear from Samantha and her husband, Scott. They were great to work with. Nice young family. Uh, and, and she kind of, you know, hit it on the head, I guess, because this is a young family. They bought their first townhouse, and this is the first time they've ever sold a property. Okay. And uh, I got a call from her one day saying, you know, we, we know a realtor from out of town, another licensed agent. This isn't really her area, but she recommended that she work with Dave, me and Dave. So oh, it was nice. nice to get that from another company. Sure. And I could tell that, uh, you know, this is an important transaction to them. They're moving from a townhouse to a bigger place, and uh, it was good. It was a great process. They did very well on the sale. Um, sold in the $500,000 range, and I think the savings must have been in the $10,000 area to help them towards their next place. And let's face it, if you're buying again, you need to get everything you can from that sale because in the buying process, it can be expensive. I think, though, John, that the, the Samantha's point that I appreciated the most was the comfort you provided her with information, good, useful, practical information. And that is, that's the key. Knowledge is the key. There's no, no news here, but uh, without it, you're kind of floundering, aren't you? Well, I'm, I'm glad she was happy that way, yes. And uh, I know both Dave and I go to great pains to try to make sure all of our clients are well-informed and making good decisions. Well, and again, Dave, I suppose that part of that uh, education process comes from the fact that 1% Realty represents a different take on the realty business. It's a different model that not everyone gets right away. Sure. I mean, one of the questions that we often get answered is why do we work at this company, right? I mean, I've always worked with 1% Realty just mm -hmm. because I thought it was um, uh, something that I would be prepared to to, to do, to pay if I were to sell my own property, sure. right? Uh, would being I, a frugal kind of human be, being. Being a frugal. A frugal is the operative word here. Uh, that's right. Uh, you know, if, if I was going to sell my own property, what would I be comfortable paying? And I thought with 1% Realty, it was a good fit for me because I'd be comfortable paying it. You know, I think that folks rec uh, realize that there's a need for a middleman in that transaction because like you say, there's, uh, you know, you, you do this once or twice or three times in your entire life. And sure. so most people don't know really all the various details that goes into a big transaction like that. And so you need somebody that knows what they're doing. The question is, what's the right price? I think John and I both feel that we offer the perfect combination of service, experience, and value to our clients. Interesting stuff. Let's, uh, let's uh, take another moment here. And this time we're going to hear from Jerry, who's another one of Dave's clients. Jerry, over to you. David was uh, right on top of things. He listed it, uh, I think it was listed in the afternoon, and he already had a call on it that evening. Uh, we decided that uh, we'll start the showings on, uh, I think it was a Wednesday, and uh, he was getting all kinds of calls. He had people lined up, and it was a very easy process. Dave, what sort of property did Jerry have that you helped him with? 
Yeah, um, Jerry and Marjorie, they had a property out in Mission. Uh, it was a detached property. Oh, okay. Yeah, and you remember we were talking earlier in the show about the you know the the, the different segments of the detached market experiencing different levels of activity. Well, right. Mission, detached, often quite affordable. We had a packed open house. Uh, we had multiple offers, and I think we had the property on the market just for a few days. Uh, and uh, we got it sold very, very quickly, um, you know, for a great price. I know the sellers are really happy. So we're happy, they're happy. Um, but this is just a common story that we hear from our clients on a regular basis. Dave, uh, uh, you talked about uh, being on market for only a few days and the property sold because of the, the uh, obviously, because of the way the property was presented to the marketplace, among other things, by the 1% team. If a, if a home is for sale and is on market for several weeks, and you're looking on the online, John, and, and, and you see this, and it hasn't sold, and you're, it still looks like it might be the kind of place you'd like to take a look at. What sort of uh, inference do you take from, well, it hasn't sold, it's been on the market for two months? Well, there could be all kinds of reasons, but um, oftentimes people might assume that the price is a little bit high, but sometimes it could be a property that's not really that accessible, or maybe we've had situations where people have had a flood and had to take it off the market uh-huh. or no showings. But, of course, yeah. But really... Uh, to understand your question, yes, it, if you are in a good market and you are on the market trying to sell for a long period of time, it might suggest to buyers that uh, you're doing something wrong or mm-hmm. that you're not as desirable as you should be. Um, so I think, uh, Dave, I haven't done the, the calculations, but our time on the market, like a lot of agents last year, was, was not a long, long time. Good properties were selling relatively quickly. Yeah. And, and you know, to add to that, to, to follow up on what John was saying, um, that uh, that whole time on the market thing um, just really kind of emphasizes the importance of having a realtor who knows how to price your property correctly. Right. Um, because, you know, um, in a market which is super busy and, you know, multiple offers are being written on everything, you could be very optimistic on pricing and you can still get the property sold pretty quick. But sometimes in a market that is not, like if it's a more balanced, detached market, as, as an example, right, we were talking about that earlier in the show, sure. um, you want to make sure your property is priced just right because otherwise buyers, they come, they've just seen 10 other properties, they compare your property to the 10 other properties they just saw and if yours doesn't measure up, they just move on. And so that's just one of the uh, reasons why it's important to use an experienced agent uh, like John and I um, to, to work with you through the whole process. John, a lot of us uh, learned the lesson. I know I certainly learned it from my mom. You never get a second chance to make a first impression. So really, when you enter the marketplace, you really want to enter properly so you get it done right the first time. I think so. And, you know, it takes me back to when I was a brand new agent in 1996 and there was a fellow, his name was Paul, and he'd been around. He was quite experienced. And he used to say to me, John, a new listing is like fresh bread out of the oven. <laughs> and, and it's true. People I'll are bet. paying attention and sure. they're out there. And they, you know, so yeah, when you're new, when you're a new listing, you want to be positioned properly from day one because I really believe no matter the market you're in, if you're positioned too high price wise and buyers are value shoppers, we're comparison shoppers. No property is right for everybody, mm-hmm. but for those people looking for a certain type, a property, they're going to look, as Dave said, at the other options, and uh, they're going to make a value judgment on you. So being priced properly from day one when the excitement level is the highest is the best way to go. Now, there's strategy. You can price really sharp and hope for multiples, or you can price a little higher. But to be in the proper range, I like to call it the success zone. If you're out of that success zone, you're probably wasting your own time and probably going to sell for less money than you could have. Interesting. Let's uh, check in with John now, because John is uh, one of John's recent clients and has has some thoughts to share with us today as well. You know, when it comes to 
service. I'm, I'm one of those types of people that I do demand if I'm paying, um, if I'm paying somebody for their services, I do expect that I'm at least going to get something in return out of it. And, uh, John had, um, you know, he had my back the entire time. Well, short and to the point, and of course, that was Mike, John. My apologies to Mike. I introduced him improperly, but boy, uh, he certainly uh, summarized it pretty effectively. You want to get your money's worth, call John. Short and to the point. I like it. And working with Mike was wonderful. Mike and his wife, Marianne, fantastic. Uh, you know, sold in Coquitlam, a townhouse, sold very quickly. They had a beautiful place, and they found an awesome place out in Albion in Maple Ridge. So, it's wonderful. Yes, Mike, I've got your back always. And, and that's really important. When you have an agency relationship with a client, you owe that client the duty to provide all known facts and to give the best advice and follow their, their, their lawful instructions. And you really do need to have your clients back. This is a competitive situation. Sure is. When you're paying someone to be on your side and to represent your interests, they better be good and they better have your interests in mind. And Dave and I, uh, you know, again, aside from saving people money, we got your back. And, and of course, and it goes back to the whole point of, of the first impression as well. Uh, you want to get it right, David, and you want to, and, and you, you can't, there's no cookie cutter when it comes to real estate. Each situation is a, a case by case, unique uh, circumstance, and you have to take it individually. Uh, there, it, you can't just one size fits all and be successful in your business at all, can you? Well, that's right. I mean, um, I've been doing this since 2005, and uh, obviously the market's kind of been a, a bit of a roller coaster ride in the you last, bet. what, 13, 14 years, right? Um, and so, um, you know, over that relatively small amount of time, we've seen so many different types of markets. And I, I remember just going back to 2006 and seven when it was, you know, crazy busy. And then 2009, it was quite slow and 11 and 12 was more balanced. And then, you know, uh, 2017, 18 now, again, we're, we're going uh, in, into a really, really busy time. The, the strategy that you use as an agent when you're helping folks in those different markets will depend on the market. And it, that's why it's really important not to have just an agent that, with experience, but an agent who is actually active out there doing sales, helping clients buy and sell properties. And John, you've mentioned this a couple of times, and it, it warrants mentioning again, between the two of you, you've sold over a thousand homes. You're in the President's Club. You're in the top 1% in terms of volume of activity for 2017. This is a team that is incredibly active on a daily basis, feet on the ground every day. This is, this is not a, a thing you do every now and then. This is your business, and you're at it daily, full-time. That's right. Thank you for mentioning that. We're both very committed, and it's you know, it's the kind of business where once you're in, you're in. You're not taking the weekend off when you have clients that need to get into a new home. So, you know, Dave and I, yes, we are focused. We do focus on our clients. Thanks for mentioning we have done a lot of sales. So as Dave sometimes mentions, we've probably seen it all or pretty much close to it all. We've been through a lot of situations. And when you've got a lot of experience and your sole focus is to represent your client's interest to the best of your ability, generally, uh, you can make things work out quite nicely. Oh, and you're, you're also able to, to, to do, well, you know, I've seen a situation like this a couple of years ago, and here's how we... So you've got that depth of experience. There aren't too many things that are going to upset you in terms of, I've never seen this before. You've, you've, you've sold a thousand homes for crying out loud. Well, there's always new things, and that's the nice thing about having a fantastic partner like Dave. When those questions come in, into my mind. I mean, there's the number one on my speed dial. Hey, Dave, I need I need some advice. So we have a good partnership that way. It, it's true. John and I, we talk all the time. We're constantly uh, calling each other. What do you think about this? What do you think about that? So we can bounce 
uh, stuff off each other all the time, and our clients benefit from that relationship. Right? Absolutely, and yeah. it's uh, the the I suppose the part about one percent that needs to be reinforced more than anything else, guys, is the fact that uh, the, the despite the fact that you're going to end up saving yourself more of your own money and pay lower commission, there is no there is no forfeiture of any level of service whatsoever. It's a full service deal. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and that we can put an exclamation mark after that last last yes. But it's true. And and I think probably and you do this all the time. You said so earlier this hour, Dave. When you sit down with a new client particularly, you have to take the necessary few minutes to sort of back up a little bit and go, despite what you may have heard elsewhere, here's the real one percent realty story. Sure. And you know, there's all sorts of um uh, myths out there about what we do and what we don't do and you get what you pay for and all this stuff. And of course, I think the results that we've had, the success that we've had s- kind of speaks for itself. But you know, uh, we had a, 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 a situation yesterday. I went out and went uh, to talk to a, a seller uh, of a property out in the mission area. And um, you know, she used to be a realtor and uh, she worked with a different brokerage and uh, she knew the gig, right? She knew uh, what all the, the details are about what we do and how commissions work and how other agents do show our properties all the time and right. sell the properties. She's been there. She's done that. Who did she choose to call when it came time for her to sell? Well, she called me and John. Right, exactly, because she knows the drill uh, from the inside looking out. Interesting stuff. Uh, any open houses, guys? I've got one going on today, Mission Open House, uh, townhouse for 545 It's a three-bedroom and den with a double driveway, a double garage, number 206. 32789 Burton Street. We'll be there till 4. Okay. David, how about you this weekend? Yeah, we've got an open house uh, today going on. Uh, unit number 46, 15 Forest Parkway in Port Moody. A gorgeous townhome tucked away in Discovery Ridge, uh, listed at 679. Uh, come out and see us. Okay. Uh, very quickly, John, did you have anything else? I've got a new listing, awesome listing, 19th floor of the Shaughnessy at 2789 Shaughnessy Street, Port Coquitlam. Amazing views to the northwest of the North Shore Mountains, 665, wall to ceiling, nine foot glass. Amazing. Ooh, looks nice. It. Sounds great. Uh, all the details, friends, on savewithjohnanddave.com. The number is 604-265-8280. John and Dave, thank you so much. We'll see you again in a few weeks. Thanks, Sterling. Thanks, Sterling. We're back after this. And once again, our thanks to John Carlson and David Mader for another very informative visit from 1% Realty. Next week, we'll welcome back the helpful people from Sierra Sill. Time now for the Steel Report. And today, Linda talks about the ICBC dumpster fire. I'm Linda Steele, and this is your Steele Report. Days after B.C. Attorney General David Eby referred to ICBC as a financial dumpster fire, the association representing the auto body industry in our province says it's not part of the problem. President of the Automotive Retailers Association of B.C., Ken McCormick, says comments made by Eby about repair shops overcharging for parts and services are unfairly characterizing the industry. The government uh, that suggested they wouldn't be surprised if body shops were overbilling and, and some other comments. We don't want the public to have the impression uh, that body shops are a part of the problem. Repairing or replacing damaged parts is often by far the most expensive part of the body shop experience. And McCormick has a simple cost-cutting solution. Aftermarket uh, used parts will have a significant impact in reducing costs for ICBC. And while the average person bringing their car to a repair shop could feel overwhelmed and forced to go along with pretty well whatever the employees tell them, McCormick says regulatory measures are in place to prevent auto shop fraud. If we're caught, 
making two uh, errors, not even fraudulent errors, they'll remove our move us off the program and, and instead throw out of business. This system of monitoring workplace behavior is apparently working. ICBC stats show that in the past decade, only six accredited body shops were caught and disciplined for fraud. I'm Linda Steele, and that's your Steele Report. Thanks, Linda. The Linda Steele Show, weekdays 2 to 6 on 980 CKNW. Time for a couple more consumer quickies before we have to go. This shouldn't surprise anyone, but with the rise of the Me Too movement and a major crackdown on harassment in the workplace, a new survey on office romance says love is not in the air as much when it comes to office dating. In the annual Valentine's Day poll from Career Builder this year, we find only 36% of workers admitting to dating a co-worker that's down from 41 percent last year and that's a 10-year low the survey people do say that office romances are here to stay despite the current dip in popularity and they point to 31 percent of those who dated at work and who got married so any advice for those who are currently romantically involved with someone at work Sure, say the career builder people. One good thing that's coming out of today's climate is the need for more emphasis on communication when it comes to sex and romance. They also advise workers to avoid dating supervisors they work for or subordinates who work for them. To steer away from negative consequences at work, it's important to set relationship ground rules that help you stay professional. Well, whatever you call the event, Chinese New Year, Lunar New Year, or the Spring Festival, it truly is one of our city's biggest annual festivals. And again, this year, there'll be parades, lantern festivals, and, of course, culinary celebrations galore. The festivities just keep getting bigger and better, and this year, the people at Tourism Vancouver and Tourism Richmond have teamed up with a new website to help us connect with all of those Year of the Dog activities. This year, a Quick visit to LunarFestival.com will fill you in on what, where, and when everything will be happening. Officially, the Lunar New Year begins on February 17th, but many events are scheduled to start before that, and some have actually already begun. So you want to know more? What's going on? Check it out, LunarFestival.com. And finally, police in U.S. Minster are reporting another phone scam you need to know about. This time, the cops say they're hearing from citizens getting calls from fake Canada Revenue Agency employees. These people tell the victims they have overdue taxes and, under threat of jail time, they demand immediate payment using Bitcoin. Well, New Westminster Police want to remind us all that, first of all, Canada Revenue Agency does not want Bitcoin. Secondly, Canada Revenue Agency does not, repeat, not contact people by telephone. And thirdly, Canada Revenue Agency never arrests anyone for outstanding balances owed. Apparently, the scammers have rigged their phones too this year, so your call display looks like it is an official Canada Revenue Agency call. It isn't. If you receive a call from someone claiming to be from Canada Revenue Agency and demanding bitcoins, call New Westminster Police or your local detachment immediately. It's tax season again. The scammers will all be out. Beware of suspicious phone calls. If it feels weird, it probably is. Hang up and call the cops. 
That's our show for today, produced magnificently again by Mr. Ben Dooley. Andrew Ferreira is at the controls. I'm Sterling Fox. If you have comments or show ideas, we'd love to hear from you. Jot us a note. It's sterling at cknw.com. Join us again next Saturday at 2 for another edition of Vancouver Consumer, right here on 980 CKNW. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.